0: Hi, everybody. It's Tay. Welcome back to the PSW podcast. I'm here today with Beth from Conestoga College. Um, She is managing, directing, in charge, basically, of the supportive care program that they're offering. So thank you, Beth, for being here today. And let's get into this. Um, What's the supportive care program? And what are we we doing
1: here? I'm excited. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Um, So the Supportive Care program is a tuition-free program. It's 18 weeks in length, and it's where you learn skills to look after people in the home, community, retirement. Um, It's a pathway to PSW, so it's level one of our PSW program. Um, At the end of this program, you receive a college certificate. You also receive um, food safety, mental health first aid, and CPR. And uh, you also are partnered with an employer. So we have employer partners across Ontario, and uh, you would be partnered with them. You do 80 hours of paid preceptorship with them, and actually have that job after when your job offer, sorry, when you're done. Um, so when you're doing the program itself, it is online through Zoom at a scheduled time. Um, but then uh, you'll be doing that in-person shadowing once you reach week 10 of the program
0: which I think is very cool. Um I've had like hesitancy with online learning um and and like PSW work, you know, because we've seen that a lot with the pandemic and I understand that this is kind of how things are being delivered now safely. But what I thought was very different about your program was that you're kind of for lack of a better word, you're kind of holding their hand a little bit towards getting an actual job and you are providing hands-on experience, you know, with their clinical placements um and offering paid clinical placements, which I think is huge. So it's really nice for the person that can't afford to essentially donate their time for their clinical place placement. And um, this just seems really accessible and nice. Um, can you kind of walk me through a little bit when you're talking about level one with the PSW, is this going to get, so if you do. Like what you're doing, like you said, it's kind of dipping your toes in healthcare, but if you like being, you know, a healthcare aid or supportive care worker and you want to become a PSW is this kind of branching off a section of it, like fast forward, yeah. a little bit, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, once you take this program, um, then you can have advanced standing into level two of our PSW program. And a lot of people ask, what is the difference between a supportive care worker and a PSW? And the biggest difference is a supportive care worker can look after more stable people, whereas PSWs have a little bit more uh, comprehensive training, so they can look after palliative care, they can look after people with dementia. So yeah, if you take this program, you're like, yes, I really love this, um, then you can pathway right into PSW, which aligns really nice, and then uh, get more experience as a PSW, too, because uh, we all need know how much it's needed uh, in the healthcare industry. We need those people who just have that feeling function, who just genuinely enjoy helping people.
0: Yes, definitely. I think it's a good way to start, too. Um, I, I think it's just like it, there's just more comprehensive training, it sounds like, with this program, And we all know that like there's there's different program or sorry, different positions out there that are almost like a PSW, but not. And they really do lack a lot of training. And we kind of throw people into these situations where they're taking care of vulnerable people and they're lacking basic training. So I really I think this is really cool and a very neat way for you to figure out if this is something you even want before you start dishing out the money and the time and the energy to do an actual college program. So. When you said that it, you know, it kind of fast tracks you a little bit. If you decide to become a PSW, um, would they come back to you and maybe apply for the PSW program through Conestoga? Um, Does this offer them a bit of time cut off of maybe the one year program that's typical for colleges or how does that work?
1: Yeah. So what would happen once they take the program, they say, yes, I love healthcare and I love helping people. I want to become a PSW. Um, then they would just reach out to us. We would put them in touch with the PSW program where they fill out an application for advanced standing. And then uh, they could join level two. So semester two of a PSW program. And there's different offerings for the PSW program too. Like there's Part time, full time, and sometimes it's accelerated. So we could see what works out. And, you know, you could be a supportive care worker for a year, two years, and then decide to make the switch. Or you could, uh, as soon as you're done school, if you know you're ready, um, then we can assist you with that. That's really cool.
0: I like that. I've a big thing I've heard um, from online learning or even, you know, pandemic PSWs is that they feel very alone when they're thrown out into the workplace. And like I said, you're kind of holding their hand and getting them employment from this experience, from teaching and taking this course. So once they finish this course, what does that kind of look like when you're transitioning them into a job? Is it a job that they've done their clinical placement at? Is this just like shopping around for jobs in general, and you're kind of guiding them or helping so, them with their resume? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so they um, prior to starting the program, they have to have an offer of employment from an employer. So before they even start, we set them up with an employer. They have their resume ready. They go f- through an interview. They make sure it's a good fit, not only for th- themselves but for the employer too, because we want them to have. Long long-term employment with that person, that organization, right? So uh, you do all the hard work beforehand um, and just really making sure that um, your moral compass aligns with uh, the employer you choose and do a little bit of um, research. Like we have home care companies, we have group homes, we have retirement home, have a couple different interviews, see what's the right fit, uh, see how they value their current um, healthcare providers, right? And just make sure that it's a company that you feel good about working with. Um, and then from there, uh, yeah, you'll do your 80 hours of uh, paid preceptorship with them. And afterwards, they have you a job offer for you. So you'll be working with them um, in Uh, different companies call it different roles, but an unregulated healthcare uh, provider role. So, you know, some of them do call them supportive care workers like our program. Others might be healthcare aid position. Um, But when you're doing your 80 hours of preceptorship, you're shadowing someone. So you're shadowing them, you're getting that experience. And, you know, if you need a little bit more experience after that, don't hesitate to ask the employer, say, hey, you know, is it possible that I get a little bit more training with, this client because the employers want you to be uh, comfortable and they want you and their clients to be safe. So you just have to be able to speak up and and ask for what you need because everyone learns a little bit different. Um, If it's a skill that you need a little bit more extra training on while you're taking our labs, you could always uh, say to the instructor, hey, can I stay behind and can I work on this a little bit more? Which is cool. And as you were
0: saying before we started filming, I saw you on TV. So I saw this question or more or less what you said on TV, but I really, I wanted to kind of bring it to the podcast here for our listeners. Um, If you can't make it to your lab, your labs are offered over Zoom, but if you prefer the in-person, like hands-on experience, you have that as well, right? Like this is also what you're offering. It's like a bit, a best of both worlds kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So, so we do have in-person labs available at certain locations. So if you're able to travel to a lab location, I do recommend it because for me, I know I'm, I like touching things. I like to know how things work. So we have lifts there. We have mannequins, we have wheelchairs, there's beds. You get to practice with, uh, the other people that you're going to class with, right? So that's kind of nice. And you don't feel as isolated, like you mentioned, cause you develop these relationships, but um, sometimes that's not possible. And so uh, because of the pandemic, we've had to be so creative and we've been able to successfully have labs virtually too. It's not the same, but um, you know, we have fun and we make sure that you um, know how to look after your clients and residents properly and safely.
0: And that kind of brings me to my next question too. I know you already talked about how there's a bit of a line between a PSW and a caregiver or a supportive caregiver. Um, Supportive caregivers aren't really doing like lifts and stuff. You said, I remember talking to you, you were saying it's more like housekeeping stuff, um, you know, like basic food prep, um, basic care needs, right? Like, could you kind of walk us through a little bit more in
1: depth what that would be or what that would look like? So in the ideal situation, um, what would happen, let's say if the home care company, um, you know, a lot of times they do need more of a companionship person to be there to remind them of their medication, or maybe they don't have good mobility and taking them around the walk uh, around the block for a walk, Um, but maybe they just are a little bit uh, not balanced and they need your arm while you help them in and out of the shower, right? So something like that. Um, Or maybe there are lift transfers, but there's two people there, right? So you're helping them being that second person. So that could be something, but um, it's where You know, we want people that are able to advocate for themselves, clients you're looking after. Um, You know, of course, as you take the PSW training and you get more in-depth and uh, more comfortable, then you can have uh, clients with more complex medical needs. But this is more basic, just kind of getting started, uh, clients who can advocate for themselves, who have a standard care plan established. And we don't see any, of course, we can't predict this, but we don't see any big changes in in their care day to day right and, and when you were
0: talking about lifts again too they would be more like the eyes you know because there's usually when you're lifting someone one person's doing you know hooking them up and doing whatever but the other person's more or less supervising or just you know spotting yeah would that be where the
1: caregiver would jump in yeah exactly so they would just be the second set of eyes they'd be able to assist if needed but they're for the safety aspect of things that's cool
0: I think that's kind of neat um when you're educated on it and when you're not thrown into things like you're not supposed to be. Um, But having a bit of basic understanding of how that stuff works without actually having to do it yourself. um, I think that really scares people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and, in the training, um, like, I I don't know um, what your training was like, but when I became a PSW, we didn't do any training on lifts, but this is a long, long time ago. Um, But if you've ever had a chance to to put someone in a lift before and or yourself be in one. It's quite the experience. So it's nice <laughs> like being in the lab and of course, um, just following all the safety protocols, but sitting in a wheelchair, um, helping, you know, one of the other students do a transfer properly just to kind of see what it's like so that, you know, when you're observing people um, in the home and community, you kind of know what they're going through. Uh, I think that makes,
0: makes a big difference, right? Definitely. It kind of takes a bit of the edge off too. I find that it gets a little scary. And like you said, with like lifts and stuff, um, people have different slings, you know, there's different stuff going on. And if this is something you're just trying to dip your toes in, that's the stuff you really don't want to dive into maybe head first. So it's nice. Again, you get your education, you know how to do it safely, but it's not required of you to actually perform the task more or less just supervise or help out your partner. Um, and that's
1: neat. Have you had to go in a lift before? Did they do that I, for your school? Uh I don't think it was for my school, but I remember um when I worked for a company, they did training and they yeah, they got us to go in the lifts. Uh I've <laughs> never been in a Hoyer lift before that. Uh so that was very interesting. I think it would be interesting.
0: I kind of was like, huh, that would be kind of mm-hmm.
1: It kind of, kind of helps you like think about how your client would feel right having no control and just you're just trusting someone that they uh, know how to do it safely. And uh, yeah, so a lot of trust goes in from our clients. That's neat. Well, it's, yeah, it is neat. It's
0: it's kind of a different way of training, which I've never I've never went to lift before. And maybe I should try and see how it goes, because <laughs> it would put a different spin on things for sure. Yeah. Um, Just to kind of get into like the more cut and dry stuff, um, what would make you eligible for this program?
1: Perfect question. So to be eligible for this program, you do have to be a Canadian citizen, permanent resident or conventional refugee. So if you have any type of work study permit or visa, um, unfortunately, you wouldn't be eligible. Um, but as long as you have, yeah, the permanent residency, Canadian citizenship or conventional refugee, and then the second part to the admission is that you have to have um, either your Ontario uh, high school diploma, or an equivalency. So if you've done a GED, or maybe you've done previous post-secondary education at a, um, a public organization, or sometimes we can count some like a, educational credentials or assessments like um, IELTS and WES Um, Mm -hmm. and then if you don't have that that's okay that's no problem we do have an English assessment that you can do and we would give you those um, options to do that so um, there's there's no barriers there we want to make sure that everyone can join the program um, but we do have to make sure that everyone is able to communicate effectively in English um, just because not only the schooling, a lot of it's online, right? So you need to be able to navigate, you need to be able to do your assignments and have conversations. But when you're uh, working in the field, a lot of people you look after, they might be hearing impaired. Um, so we just wanna make sure that you're able to communicate effectively with them.
0: Which makes sense, that's that's great. I, um, I think it's really neat too, that if you take this program, um, Sorry. How long was it again? Did you say that? And I just forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, uh,
1: Maybe I don't 18 weeks. So about four months.
0: Okay. Yeah. So four months and you would walk away with this with a job. um, But also you're getting your CPR, your mental health and your food safety. I have my notes from when we spoke before, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're walking away with stuff that you would actually need um, in both careers. So this is very, very neat to kind of again, dip your toes in, but getting a position in healthcare that is, it sounds like safe and it sounds nice. Like, and I know that sounds kind of silly, but you know, there's so many employers and people out there, not everybody, but they take the PSW education and they almost cut it in half. And it's like a quick day course. And it's like, great, here you go, go take care of this person. And that's when we start to see a lot of errors, um, a lot of safety issues. And we also see people leave the field because they're like, this is scary. I don't want to be a part of this. And it's really not as scary. Well, it is scary sometimes, you know, just learning new stuff. But, you know, it's a lot better to come in and be a little bit better prepared because then you're like, oh, this is good. I can stay here. And, you know, things are just done better. And I just think this is so great. I wish so many people would do this just because you're being trained. You're being trained to do things properly. i I think
1: the nice thing too about um, going to college for a program like of course i know um there's a lot of organizations that do their own training and that's Perfect, but Mm -hmm. it's not transferable to other organizations right you can't say oh well I took my free training course with company ABC and then go to come the next company and they're like oh that's great but right so it's just a standard level of care um, that you're you're taught those skills and then of course like just being able to to bridge into the PSW program afterwards Um, it opens up a lot of possibilities for you. And then from there, if you decide to do PSW to nursing, like there's so many different options depending where you want to take your career. Um, But uh, I don't know, being a, a, being in the healthcare industry, like uh, you come home at the end of the day and yes, there's days that um, are difficult, right? You're looking after people who are not feeling well. Um, Maybe you're looking after seniors or people with disabilities, but overall you come home at the end of the day and you know that you've made a difference in someone's life and you just, you feel good. Right. And so if you're ever like, you don't know if you want to get into the healthcare field if your instinct is to help people like whether it's something simple like you see someone walking um, across the road and they need a helping arm or at the grocery store you see someone trying to reach the top shelf and you're like hey I can help that person then this is a career to consider and it's very flexible too right it doesn't have to be a full-time job if you're just looking for something maybe maybe you're just looking for a casual part-time position while you're doing something with your other career right so so many options depend on what you want to do and and uh, what kind of training you want to take. Yes it's very unique you get like you said transferring your
0: education into different opportunities which like you said employers may train someone but it's only exclusive to their company so this is so great and very accessible as well. Um, I know you're offering day and evening classes right? I yeah yeah uh, day and evening classes if you can't make your lab sometimes It's hard to get public transit to certain places or it's costly or whatever. Um, You can take your labs over Zoom um, and ask people for help and do your clinical placement in person. And again, ask people for help, but getting the hands-on experience, not just getting um, isolated by yourself, Mm -hmm. learning things on your own. So this is really cool. Uh, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this. Uh, I think this is what we need. I think we need a little bit more of a deep dive into education, even for healthcare aids. Um, you know, like their job is important. Learning how to cook things properly or to give someone an arm properly, like it's all very important and their jobs are very important and they need the training for it. So this this is cool. This is very, very solid. I'm just such a fan. Um, is there anything else that maybe you could say on this or you want to leave
1: us with, Um, no, nothing specifically, just, you know, if you are interested in this program, you want to hear a little bit more, um, if you go to our website, so supportive care full time at Conestoga College, uh, if you type that in Google, it'll come up with our website, register for an information session, Uh, we'll go through a little bit more in depth what the cover the uh, program covers, so that you have those details. And then if you're interested, um, I would be more than happy to introduce you to some employers in your area and then uh, we do have some different upcoming cohorts so the next one so our may is closed but we do have uh july uh september and october so lots of different possibilities and uh, you know it's not only for people who are doing second careers even high school graduates right now that don't know what they want to do uh why not try this see if it's something you like uh completely free right so you don't always get those opportunities and uh, you know you get lots of things like taylor said to add to your portfolio your cpr your mental health first aid food safety um but you no know, uh being a career uh having a career as a caregiver is just it, it's so rewarding so i do recommend it to everyone who's interested and um i really thank you for having me here today i'm happy to have you here and again i just want to repeat that it's free it's a free
0: course to take so if you're interested you should have proper training to come in I I am fully supportive of that and um again like you said Beth an information session too I just think that this is such a great approach and a proper approach to introducing people into the healthcare field you're not you're holding their hand you're introducing them slowly and it's just I think it's going to be all around a success um, we're going to avoid safety issues you know, creates retention, all of this incredible stuff. So thank you so much for being here today and for educating us and just giving us this, I'm wonderful program. I'm so, I'm so happy about it. So thank you again. And, uh, for all of our listeners, I will put a link. I think I'm going to put a link in the caption to this, or I will be dropping some sort of social media, um, you know, announcing Beth's podcast. So, I'll put that in the description or the caption box and make it a little bit accessible um, for those interested. But thank you all for listening today. And I hope you have a fantastic week, weekend, because we drop on Fridays. But thank you so much, Beth, again, and talk to you all soon. Bye.